Welcome to the Coach's Corner podcast, where we interview and you'll hear directly from successful coaches learning about their journey as well as how they help their clients through their transformational process. Now, if you are a coach or an individual, this podcast will be valuable, providing you with new methodologies, new insights to empower yourself as well as to empower other people. Or perhaps you're a coach or an individual in search of motivation or inspiration. If that's the case, this this podcast is perfect for you and you are in the right place. Now remember to subscribe to our channel. If this has helped you, I would love for you to leave a positive review, a positive comment, letting us know that you enjoyed this podcast. Now without further ado, let's dive straight into the show. Lady Victoria, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a wonderful Tuesday. Yes, it's absolutely. I don't know where you are, but I, I'm sure it, it looks bright and sunny outside where you are. <laughs> it <laughs> for, is. That's awesome. So w- for those of you that are actually listening to this uh, via podcast, you know, via audio w- on our streaming platforms, we're actually doing a video. So right now I'm actually seeing Victoria in front of me and she's seeing me. So make sure you head over to YouTube and our Facebook group so you can check out the actual video so you can see our lovely faces. Right, Victoria? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Victoria, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And I really want to introduce you to the audience and let everybody know what you do. And Mm -hmm. I'll just do a short intro so that everybody has an idea of what's going on and how you actually help um, individuals with transformation. And those of you that are listening, Victoria, Lady Victoria, actually helps with etiquette. And she's also a life coach helping young ladies when it comes to self-esteem, really building their confidence and, and really helping them and propelling them into their future and their destiny. Lady Victoria, I want to ask you, a, I have a, first of all, like I, I have a lot of questions to ask you. I want to, <laughs> I really want to know how you, how you got started. Like how did this all come about for you? Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Well, the etiquette portion of it came about, um, Actually, when I had a daycare business or more than 20 years ago, I had a daycare business and um, I just I've always liked nice table settings. I've always liked nice dishes and things of that nature. And I come from a background where growing up, I was always taught to say, please, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I come from that era. So along with my four children who are all adults now, I taught them the same thing. And then in my daycare business, I began to teach the children that came to my daycare the same thing. And one day I just decided, well, let me just extend this and let's start teaching them manners. So I added a manners section for children to my daycare um, business. And it was just a part of our regular curriculum. And that's really kind of how I got started, teaching the children. And then I was a youth mentor at my church at the current time. Um, I lived in the Chicago area, um, went to a suburban church there, lived in Evanston, actually and began to teach the children that I taught Sunday school classes to in the youth group. I began to extend that same teaching to them. And that's how I really got started. So it's been a more than a 20 year journey and I absolutely love what I do. Wow. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. That's so beautiful. Can you give me an idea? Like, I know like a lot of people probably have questions, you know, listening to this because they probably never heard of an etiquette coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to explain to the listeners, what you actually do within your programs and how that looks 
from, you know, you've told us how, how you got started, but want to know how you currently are doing things from that perspective within your business. Okay. As an etiquette coach, I believe that it is my responsibility to educate people in their various environments, whether it is social, whether it is personal, private, whether um, it is religious, whatever your environment is, etiquette follows. We practice etiquette in everything that we do, whether we realize it or not. And so as an etiquette educator, I actually host classes. I like to keep the classes relatively small, um, four to six um, people in a class, or you can have an individual class. And I do um, an information sheet, an etiquette profile, I call it. You fill out the profile and you tell me what your interests are, because our primary um, class is dining etiquette. We all have to eat every day, right? So Absolutely. when we sit down to eat, most people want to know, oh my gosh, which spoon do I use first? Which fork do I use first? Why is this glass over here? So I yeah. walk people through, it's an education process of walking them through, explaining the difference between etiquette and manners. Most people look at them generally and think that they are the same, but they are married to each other, but they are exclusively different. And knowing what um, etiquette protocols R gives you the definition for why we practice the manners that we do. And Got so it. this is something that I do all the time. I just absolutely love it. And I love the experience of sharing the knowledge of what I have, imparting that to another person, making them feel, feel more comfortable when they are in an environment, whether they're out socializing with friends, if they are in a business meeting with their boss or a new client, how do they act? How do they sit? What do you talk about? If you're out to dinner, which fork do you use first? Which knife Absolutely. do you use? And all of those things. So that's what I do in a nutshell. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great to hear. It's always great to to hear different stories and different ways people have transitioned to, you know, a coaching business or even a, a mm -hmm. service-based business to even, even help other people. In this mm -hmm. case, it's actually helping people with etiquette. So um, I guess we, we talked briefly about what you offer, how you got started, things of that nature. I really want to dive deep into like, what were some of the things that you saw as a struggle um, with it, with your experience that really prompted you to want to actually, you know, do something like this? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing that I saw as a struggle is people just not knowing. It's not that people are deliberately practicing poor etiquette, but it's just people just didn't know, honestly. And it's the question I get asked most often all of the time literally is which fork, which mm -hmm. knife? That's what I get asked most often. And so me just having such a love for it and wanting to impart that knowledge to others, um, I saw it as um, helping people kind of over the barrel. And especially when you're in a situation where you feel that you might be criticized or you, that you might be looked at as um, being unaware. Um, people don't want to be embarrassed in situations, especially in public. They don't want to pick up the wrong utensil to use at the wrong time. And people don't normally think about it when they're by themselves. But when you sit down to dine with others, you oftentimes think about that. People don't want to be criticized for bringing up a topic of conversation um, in a group that maybe that's not relevant or um, that might be a hot topic. Politics and religion are always hot topics. And I Absolutely. always advise my clientele to steer away from that agenda unless you're in that arena already and you already know. And if exactly. that's the case, you need to be well-versed in your conversation 
and you need to be accurate in what you are um, submitting to others when you're speaking. So just getting, helping people to get over that hurdle. Um, it was a fun thing for me to do in the beginning, but then I thought as the business began to grow a little bit, as I uh, began to be known in my community at that time for teaching etiquette and for teaching manners, I thought, I said, you know, this is more than just something that I love to do. This is actually a business. Yeah. So, no, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is, that is, that is so exciting. <laughs> I, I'm so happy for you. This is, this is Thank so you. unique. I, you know, I do have the privilege of actually interviewing someone that, that does something totally different. You know, they don't do transformational coaching. Mm-hmm. They don't do, you know, Bitcoin coaching or, yes. <laughs> or relationship coaching. Someone that teaches etiquette. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. like, how did the journey start for you? Was it a brick and mortar um, coaching business? Did you start virtually? How did that look like for you? Well, I, I started actually, um, again, probably in my church community. I started teaching it. I, I was um, uh, the youth department. I was the leader for the youth department in um, in my local church assembly at that time. I was the president of the youth department and president of the children's department. And so I slowly just began to incorporate it into our weekly studies. It was a Bible study or whatever the lesson plan was. There's etiquette in everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I found biblical etiquette, of course, and I added that as part of the curriculum. So that's how I got started. And then when I uh, felt the impartation to make it a business, um, I just filled out all of the necessary paperwork that I needed for the Chicago area where I was living at that time, um, um, got certified in the training and just opened up shop. I was a brick and mortar when I lived in the Chicago area, but I recently relocated to the Dallas, Texas area. So we are virtual now and we became virtual, of course, during COVID, of course, everyone was affected by that. So it was a brick and mortar, but it will be a brick and mortar again, but I am virtual and open to do classes online at anyone's request. No, that's good. That's good. I think with the brick and mortar, it's it's great because you you serve that local community. Yes. You're, You're, it's people within your community, people, you know, it, but with, with an online presence, you can definitely serve people at a, a greater capacity. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity is great for you, my friend as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank it, you. No, no problem. No problem. A uh, question for you. So like, you know, you got this business started, you started teaching your local community. Um, you started helping out young people uh, within your local church and people, you know, uh, within the community as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is like, what was the, I guess, if there was some sort of resistance or challenge or, or wall that prevented you from starting something like that? What was it and how was that experience? Oh gosh, the experience, the, the resistance was when I told people that I taught etiquette. Etiquette? <laughs> Who does that anymore? That's that's something my grandmother did. My grandmother talked about setting the table properly. My grandmother had to wear hat and gloves and those sort of things. Who does that? Etiquette is old. So for me, I had to kind of change my language to adapt it to the audience that was interested but didn't know that they were interested. Got it. They didn't Got know it. that they were interested. I found out, I discovered that they were interested because it became a topic that they talked about. They spoke about it all of the time. And I really, at some point I kind of became, um, well, I should, I guess I should say people kind of teased me a little bit about doing what I did. Oh, you teach etiquette. Oh, <laughs> am I holding this glass correctly? Oh, is this still <laughs> work to you? <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it became that kind of an issue. But um, I never succumbed to it being something negative. I chose those as opportunities and saw those as opportunities um, to teach. And I didn't necessarily have to be in the classroom. They didn't have to have booked one of my classes for me to say, well, you know what? Actually, you are holding that glass properly. Or actually, that is the right fork, or perhaps it isn't. So I took each one of those opportunities, uh, each one of those situations as an opportunity to, to be able to teach and to correct. And I had to let people know that etiquette will always remain the same. The etiquette protocol, for instance, if we walk into a room, if you or I are together and we walk into a room and there are a bunch of other people there, when you enter into the room, we don't know anyone. So we're just invited by a third party and they're there and we decided to meet them there. So when we enter into the room, the honest is on us to walk over to people, to greet them and to introduce ourselves. We don't wait for someone right, to come yeah. up and talk to us. Now that may happen, but when it does happen, then I introduce myself to the person, the people that are already in the room. So that is an etiquette standard. That is a protocol. That's an etiquette principle that never, ever changes. Yeah, but yeah. Manners may change. Manners evolve according to the time that we live in. Now, today we are a very social. We are a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, we're, we're online. Interconnected. Lot, right? we're, we're in an electronic digital media all of the time. Yeah, so absolutely. that's oftentimes how we communicate by sending text messages. Uh, most people don't write letters anymore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You receive a wedding invitation. You may receive it electronically as opposed to it being mailed out to you. So those are manners, trends that change as society changes. So we adapt to that. But the standard and the protocol for why we do what we do remains the same across the board. And that's actually worldwide. When you go to Europe, you may find things differently. If you go to um, the Eastern part of the globe, um, especially if you go into some of the more remote areas, their standard of saying hello and greeting you will likely be different from ours. And actually COVID has allowed us all to change that standard where we don't shake hands anymore because of COVID. Exactly. But we do do the elbow bump, right? Mm -hmm. That is one way we can do it. We do the head nod, we greet each other, hello, with the head nod. So that is a manners, right? But it's associated to the protocol of how you introduce yourself or how you greet a person. So things like that change. And I found that to be the greatest hurdle to get over with people. Once people realize that etiquette was very commonplace and that it was very trendy in the circles that they traveled in, they had a different perspective. So I, I might imagine. not transform people in the traditional way, you know, as a life coach, or like you say, Bitcoin or, you know, Forex traders. Or whatever. leadership coach or yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it is transform it is a transformation in their behaviors, in how people present themselves at a dinner party, um, at a backyard barbecue, even when they're at home alone. If you're just with your family, it's still a transformation because people begin to change how they how they do things. And that in itself is a transformation. I tell people all the time, the manners that you practice at home are the ones that will show up in public. Go ahead. So 
You, you say that, sis. Yes. So <laughs> practice good manners all of the time because you do it without thinking. You actually do it without thinking. So undoing the learned behavior and practicing the new behavior is something that you do all the time when you're at home with your families, when you're out with the boys or it's a girl's night out. Practice those manners because when you're in a situation in an environment that truly matters to you, you want to put your best self forward. You don't want to embarrass yourself or embarrass others. So I say practice, practice, practice all the time. Exactly, exactly. I used to, um, and I still do from time to time, actually teach, you know, piano lessons. Um, yeah, so I don't do it as much, uh, but I still enjoy it. But there's one thing I always used to teach, you know, my students when I did teach, I said, make it's not about practice making making it perfect it's about mm -hmm. perfect practice there you go yeah right because without yeah. the perfect practice you're not able to actually perform that's the true. way you practice that's true if you practice sloppy you're going to perform sloppy, sloppy. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so what you're absolutely. saying is, is totally resonates and i'm sure those that are listening totally resonate with what you're saying as well um, one thing that you had mentioned, which was so profound, um, and it's like literally research 101, marketing research 101, which was you had people that, you know, were interested, but didn't know that they were interested in what you're offering. Mm -hmm. And you used that as a, as a segue to really develop what you have, you know, what you have developed now, which is, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I would love for you to teach on, or not, not just teach, but just ex tell us, you know, the you the not the users, the listeners, how that actually worked for you. Like, what were the things that you noticed that people were doing that really gave you an indication of this is the direction you should go into? Mm -hmm. Well, when I found myself in various um, situations, whether it were um, at work because I did still have a regular job along with my etiquette business. Mm -hmm. as well and people knowing that i was an etiquette educator or an etiquette coach or instructor whatever label that they put on it i like educator best when they found out that that's what i did and they found themselves in a situation um i worked at a maternity home at one time and we always we we lived together in the home and so it was a res residential living um, situation we had dinner together every night and everyone had a turn at preparing dinner and setting the table and when they would set the table, I would find them setting the table and they'd be looking over to see if I was watching, you know, looking <laughs> over to see, is Miss Victoria watching? Is she seeing what I'm doing? Yeah. And then they would come back to me um, and just stand next to me. Uh, Miss Victoria, <laughs> do I have the glasses in the right place? Are the forks on the right side of the table? Oh my goodness, I that's just hilarious. want to make sure that it's correct, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so while I kind of got ribbed about being an etiquette educator, oh, you're fancy. Oh, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> really in the back of their minds, they were very interested and that's how they showed it. And again, I found that other people just outside, just having conversations, just having general conversation, asking a lot of questions. Oh, well, if I were in a situation with my boss and I were out to dinner, what should I talk about? Those things like that were the things I found that let me know that they were interested without knowing that they were interested. And so after a question or two or three, then I will finally just sit down and say, so, hey, let's book an informal class and just see where, where you are. Why don't you just take my etiquette profile and see where your strengths and your weaknesses are? And then when you're ready, I'd be more than happy to book a class with you. Absolutely. And that's how those people that had questions turned into clients. 
Oh no, that's awesome. That's awesome. There's, there's, there's no worse feeling than having some sort of function or some sort of conference or workshop and you have to sit at table or you have to, or yes. even a, a wedding, but, well, you wouldn't, we don't usually organize our own weddings, but the bank does sure. or whoever we, we hire, mm -hmm. we hire. But the mm -hmm. case is if you, if you're the one hosting and yes. you have to set the table and you're expecting, you know, people that are, might be significant guests, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you set that table correctly. You have the, the plates ready to go, the Absolutely. pots, the, the, you know, and even if you, for example, if you hire somebody to do it, you want to make sure that they're doing it properly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because the person you're hiring is ideally just a reflection of, of you. That's right. That's right. I was actually going to say, like you said, we don't organize our own weddings. We don't set the tables and things of that nature, but there are different types of weddings. Sometimes you have a very small wedding and maybe all the participants might be your extended family members. Yeah. And so you want to know, I tell brides all the time that they should book a class with me because like you said, when people get there, when the guests arrive and everyone sits down to eat, the reflection is on the bride and the groom as to how the room is set up, how the table is set up, everything. I've been to weddings, Dwayne, unfortunately, where the table has been set incorrectly. Oh, my goodness. And it just goes against everything within me not to find the manager and say something about it. <laughs> the, they they the, need your course. Yes. I tell the bride and the groom all the time, even if you are hiring a professional service, if you're having it at a banquet hall or whatever, you want to sit down with the banquet manager and his staff. You want to have a sit down with them and you want them to demonstrate to you how they're going to set the table. It has nothing to do with your color scheme or anything like that, because whether your color scheme is black and white, purple, red, green, orange, whatever it is, you want to make sure that all the utensils are in the proper places, that all the plates are in the proper places. You want to know how are they serving the guests? Are they serving on the left and cleaning up on the right? That's a standard protocol procedure in dining etiquette. You, you want to be aware of those things. Um, you want to know, do they have runners that are going to come and remove the dirty dishes when you're done eating? And then you, as the diner, you want to know what is the proper protocol for myself? So you want to know if you get a phone call, you must excuse yourself from the table or if you need to excuse yourself to the restroom, where do I place my napkin? What do I do with it? There are tips and signals that go along with all of these little things that also tunes into the wait staff to let them know, oh, this person has just stepped away for a moment. They're going, they're, they're going to return. They may not be finished with their meal. So how you place your napkin, how you even place your silverware lets the wait staff know what's going on with you, the diner. So you want to be aware of those things. No, that's very so, important. Yeah, <laughs> that's very important. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're saying that. So, so to all of our listeners, make sure you're you're listening up. If you have a wedding coming up, if you have any sort of function, mm -hmm. um, and you need some help with etiquette and even preparation with your with your vendors, you yes. you you have to know <laughs> what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely important. So I guess like. Um, Lady Victoria, could you let me know and let our listeners know, like, what are the kind of clients you've worked with in the past, whether they be corporations, individuals? Um, yeah, I would love to hear um, about your experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I've done a little bit of it all. I've worked with young children. Parents want their children um, as young as five and six years old. And that's not too early. 
it's not too early um, to start training them when they're really young. So I've worked with very young individuals. I've worked with um, youth, like you mentioned before, I do um, mentoring sessions with them as well, outside of um, teaching the etiquette classes. I've worked with um, youth groups, um, church circles. Um, I've done consultations for businesses just a wide variety. It just depends on what the client wants and my job is to deliver. Awesome, awesome. From your perspective, from who you've actually helped, um, in your, from your perspective when you started and your perspective now, would you say like it's really, you've met your expectations or over, over you know, um, achieved your expectations in terms of who you've connected with, who you've helped, what you've seen, from the overall growth of your mm-hmm. business. We'd love to hear your perspective of what you were thinking of when you started and, and now. <laughs> well, I think when I first started, my objective was to just do the very basics. I didn't even see it as a business in the beginning. It was something that I enjoyed doing personally and I did it for free for many years. I won't do that so much now, <laughs> <laughs> but I did do it for free for a long time. And so where I am now, I see that my business have, has grown um, in the six years that I've officially presented it you know, as a business. I've grown as a person. I love learning. And this industry, there's tons of information. There's tons of things to learn. I had a coworker walk in to me at work one day and just ask me, she said, Victoria, please, can you please do a session on umbrella etiquette? I immediately said, sure, no problem. She said, I was kind of serious, but I was kind of joking. So <laughs> there's really umbrella etiquette? Yes, there is. There is oh, umbrella awesome. etiquette. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I love I it. I had a gentleman ask me about what's the proper way to walk up um, escalator stairs or a moving staircase. What side do you stand on and why? I definitely, I said, yes, I can help you with that. No way. That is so cool. Okay. (laughs) There is a side to stand on and there is a reason why. This is why I love teaching. It's a growth experience for me. The more I teach, the more I want to learn because I never know what type of client I might encounter. If I encounter someone from Europe who's visiting the United States, I seize that as an opportunity to sit down and have a chat with that person because there's differences in etiquette around the world. Absolutely. The way they do things in Europe, the way they do things in Russia, the way they do things in China. So I want to be well-rounded enough that if I get a client um, that wants to know about etiquette in Russia, you can bet your bottom dollar that if I don't know it, I'm going to go and find out. That's my job as an etiquette educator to make others aware. So it's been a growth process for me. I've had clients where I've learned from them. And the class has been just as exciting for me as it has been for them as well. Wow, no, that's awesome. So anybody listening, if you're if you're traveling a lot, if you if you love traveling, if you're in the business niche mm-hmm. and you, you you do a lot of business traveling, you know, you know who to contact. You're listening to this interview right now. You know who to contact. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> stuff. So my last um, question um, is the transformation that you provide is really helping people be comfortable in an in an environment that they may be in. You know, the, they may have been in that environment for a while, and they're now trying to you know get more comfortable with their you know the presentation and things like that around the table, or perhaps it's someone that's you know from another country 
that's from Russia, as you said, or they're going to Russia. They've never really, you know, experienced, you know, being at a Russian dinner table or a Chinese dinner table or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this question. What's that transformation? So the clients that you've worked with, whether they be individuals or corporations, what was that transformation that they that you provided them and what was the words that they said as an expression of thank you <laughs> um i'm actually going to use a quote from one of my most recent clients awesome okay. Um, okay he said being in my etiquette class being a victoria's etiquette class it's like being at your rich aunt's house and she's showing you the ropes of how to mingle in society. I was over, I was blown away wow. with him saying that. I said, oh, come on. I said, do you really mean that? He said, absolutely, Victoria. I absolutely mean it. Um, wow. My classes are usually set up to be four weeks or eight weeks. We start there because we start with a basis depending upon the client's need. And then I go further depending upon how much more they need to or want to learn. Um, and he, he made this statement in, I believe it was just his second class. Wow. No, class number three. It was in his second, his third class with me that, that he made this statement. Um, so being in that situation uh, was just, I don't know, it, it was very affirming yeah, for absolutely. me. Um, this is the effect that I would like to have on every, every student because the transformation um, begins internally. It's a boost of confidence when you know, um, say you're going for a job interview and before you go for the job interview, you research the company, you find out how long they've been in business, you find out you know, um, how much money they've made over the, the, the past year, the past 10 years, you know the points where they've done well and where they've not done so well. So when you go into the interview, you feel very equipped, you feel very confident. Absolutely. You rehearse your resume yourself, you're not reading off of it, you're able to just rifle everything off with the questions that they ask you. And then when they ask you the question, why, so why do you want to work here? What makes you think that you would be a good addition to our company? When you've got that speech down to a science and you can do it in 45 seconds to two minutes flat, you're very confident. You're very comfortable. You feel very accomplished. And that's how I want my students to feel, those that take my class. And I myself also want to feel that way when someone walks up to me and says, hey, I'd like to take your class. So the growth and the transformation has been just as much for me as well as it has been for my students as well. Wow, that's spectacular. That's that's great to hear. That is so awesome. That's awesome. So I just wanted to, um, I guess, give you an opportunity, you know, so those that are listening right now are probably saying, you know, I really want to, you know, learn more about this, you know, follow, you know, Lady Victoria, whether it be on social media, website, whatever the case may be, how can people find you? Well, I am a Victoria School of Etiquette across all of my social media platforms. That's Facebook, that's Instagram, um, that's YouTube, that's Twitter, um, professional uh, organization, LinkedIn, Victoria School of Etiquette across all platforms. My website is www.vsetc. It's really just an acronym for the full name of my business, which is Victoria's School of Etiquette training and consulting that's the long version most of the time we use the short version which is just victoria school of etiquette so 
Nice, nice. <laughs> if you type that in, you'll find me. And it'll awesome. say that I'm still Chicago-based because, again, I recently moved back to the Dallas, Texas area, but I've not upgraded that information. But um, that's the website. Uh, my email account is the same, vsetc16 at gmail.com. Website, vsetc16.com, vsetc16 at gmail.com. Awesome, and there's awesome. a direct number for those that want to reach out to me directly. Um, they can reach out to me at area code 312-383-2052. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. And we'll be sure to also include that in case they don't, they didn't get that. We'll include that in the sure. description as well sure. uh, for our listeners. Well, Victoria, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank and you. You're welcome. It's Thank you been for having me. No problem. No problem. My pleasure. It's been an awesome to, it's been an awesome experience to hear about your journey and how you actually help others with etiquette. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on. You are most welcome. Thank you again for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview, whether you're listening on any of our social platforms, perhaps you're in a Facebook group, perhaps you are listening on the pod, one of our podcast platforms, wherever you're listening, I hope you enjoyed. But do us a favor and leave a positive review, letting us know that you actually enjoyed this and this actually was valuable to you. Whether you're an individual or whether you're an actual coach looking for some guidance, inspiration, we want to know that this podcast is valuable to you so that we can continue to make more and to inspire more people. Hope you have an empowering day and an empowering week. I'll see you in the next episode.